Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw, and I'm here today with Jacqueline Leibel-Cote, who's the president of Colette. And I'm sure most of you know Colette. It's a wonderful tour operator, family-owned business for many years. And uh, we wanted to get take this time. Uh, there's been a lot going on with Colette in recent times, in the, in the last year, in the last, certainly during the pandemic. And now, as we emerge, there's even more. So we wanted to talk to Jacqueline about what that all that was is going on, and you'll find out about that and more on Insider Travel Report. Now, first of all, Jacqueline, how are you and where are you? I am doing great. James, thank you so much for having me. Um, and I'm home today um, in Rhode Island, where our headquarters is based. Now, Jacqueline, uh, here's, a, here's a question I didn't have on the list for you, but, but let's talk a little bit about the history of Colette as a family-run business, how long it has been in business, and how long, you know, particularly the Sullivan family has been operating it. Yeah, so we've been in business for 104 years just um, 104. Just 104. Huh? I mean, oh. I look really good for, for 104. <laughs> um, no, so, but my grandfather purchased it from Jack Collette, which is where the name Collette comes from in uh, 1962. And it's family owned by the Sullivan family. And I am the third generation. That's great. And that you've been able to carry that through uh, all these years and still have a wonderful company and highly respected one, one with such great products. Now, uh, let's talk, obviously, the last two years have been, uh, let's say, interesting, uh, very tough. Uh, how did Colette get through the pandemic and how did you survive this period? What did you have to do? I mean, look, for, for anyone in travel, but you know, so many industries were just hit so hard, obviously, through the pandemic. And when borders close, I mean, this is, as we all know, unprecedented, right? Because um, we've had many crises throughout the years that that happen or geopolitical events that take place, um, but nothing quite as as severe, if you will, as closing borders where, you know, planes aren't flying as often or at all. And, um, but, you know, we really just had to take action and, and, Thankfully, we had a we've managed our finances really well over over the last many years and decades, um, which allowed us, you know, we had to make some extremely difficult decisions. But in doing that, um, it's allowed us to stand strong um, as we come out of this today. No, that's great. And I, you, I know you guys did it by yourselves pretty much and got it got it through this. Now, when, when did you actually start your first tours? Uh, uh, I, I think you started them pretty early in the process, right? We did. Um, we we had a philosophy in that, you know, we, as, you know, March of 2020 started, you know, a lot of us, we left the office thinking, oh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. I think you talk to a lot of people and they sort of had that same, they had that same sentiment that they, they left thinking, oh, we'll see you in three weeks. We'll be back and this will be over. Well, as the months continued to go on, um, you know, as an executive leadership team, we sort of just said, we have to get comfortable operating travel in a, in a world where COVID exists. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, 2020 to 2021, very different because vaccinations came out, but we did start operating in July of 20. And Which we is pretty, pretty early, right? I mean, that's yeah. we were just only a few months into the pandemic, but I assume most of that was probably domestic, right? It was domestic. Oh, for sure. This was your national parks, places where you could get outside, you know, but people, those people who wanted to travel, I'm going to call these your, 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 you know, your, your travelers that were like, okay, I'm done being at home. Um, life is short. Let me get out there. So we operated probably about 45 tours between July of 20 through October of 20. No, that's amazing. And that's, and then, and then of course you added on, and how did you sort of roll out the expansion of your other destination offerings as things opened up? 
So as things opened up, I mean, we have a whole team of people that ma that manage and watch, you know, the operations when borders lifted, what were the restrictions? Um, what were the COVID levels? I mean, we just because something opened didn't mean we were going to take passengers and right. employees back there, right? So um, we had we had to make sure that we could do it safely and comfortably. And so that those that purchased their travel with Colette could actually experience the tour in which they paid for. So yeah, it's it's and still continues today. I mean, we still have to, to, to manage and watch and things are ever changing um, with what do you need COVID tests to get in? Do you not need COVID tests to get in? So there's a lot of there's a lot of that that still continues to take place, but definitely in a much different place than in 2020. People are excited to be back out traveling. Um, we hear it from our tour managers. We see it in the surveys um, that people are writing back. Um, and we just see it in the numbers and the demand of the call volume and, and people getting back on the road, which is great. No, that's great. Now, I assume you started with domestic and then obviously in the last year we've seen Europe gradually open up uh, and now it's pretty much open now. So have you seen a, a surge in, in business there? Yes. I mean, so last year in 20, uh, what year are we now? We're in 22. So um, last year in 2021, a lot of what you saw, we saw Europe, definitely people traveling to Europe and feeling comfortable. The first tour we actually operated last March was actually to Costa Rica. That was our first uh -huh. tour after pretty much being shut down. I mean, 45 departures in 20. Um, it's, it's not typical. It's very, it's very little, but it got us back out there. It got us to test and learn so that when operations opened up in 21, um, we had a good grasp and a good handle, um, on process and procedures, but so Costa Rica was actually our first one. Um, last year you saw a lot, a lot of people traveling domestically and also in Europe, it's really flipped this year where you still have people traveling domestically, but Europe is a much larger piece of the pie, um, of where people are looking to travel. Yeah, and so uh, so far you haven't seen any blip because of the war in Ukraine, uh, have you? Uh, no, I mean, look, everything that's happening there um, is is just devastating. Um, but you know, we took our we took some product off and tours offline. Um, we we did have to temporarily cancel our Poland tour um, and and some in the surrounding areas. But no, the overall to to your UK, Ireland, your Iceland, your Italy's those destinations are still um, people are traveling to. We have people in destinations all over Europe right now and enjoying enjoying the travel experience again and getting back out there. Yeah, I, I, as I told you before we started the call, I just got back from Europe. And even though I was only yeah. about 700 miles from the, the war zone when I was in Hungary, uh, it, it, I felt perfectly safe. And of course, there's a lot of river cruise action going on there. Uh, so that's that, that that was fine. And then I moved to Lisbon and it was obviously even better there. Uh, what about other places like, you know, down down in uh, uh, Australia, New Zealand, things like that? And because uh, they just came back online. They did just come back online, which is great. I mean, Australia holds a very close place to my heart because um, back in the day, I used to do a lot of the product development to, to the South Pacific. It's a great place to travel to. Um, and they were in lockdown for just such a long time. So it has been great to see um, the borders lift there. And um, so we are starting to reopen that and we're going to resume operations in the fall of uh, 2022. Okay, that's great because it's yeah. not, too far, not too far away. And uh, and then obviously, I don't know how much you do out and way out into Southeast Asia. They seem to be opening up as well. So yeah, no, I mean, that I think it's going to take a little bit more time to, to come back. Um, but I, I think that in due time, it will come back. We actually just had a tour that also just went to India. We had nine people who went to India uh -huh. and one of the local um, 
news um, stations saw an American group, which was ours, Colette, out in India and were interviewing them because it was one of the, it was the first American group they had seen come back to, to visit, um, to visit India. And so it was, you know, it was, it was great for them that they were excited to see travelers coming back. And it was great for us to, to be able to, to be there, to be a part of that with, with those folks that wanted to travel. I mean, when you have a bucket list destination, you want to see the Taj Mahal, there's only so much time you can, I know. You can wait. Absolutely. And, and, and India is one of those cases where we saw a lot of bad news in the middle of COVID and then all of a sudden it disappeared and and yeah. it, suddenly they're saying hey they all are vaccinated and you can go and people didn't quite believe it uh exactly. yet it, it's it's happening and and India is now a great destination to get back to now now in terms of all your scheduled departures uh, uh I, I understand a lot of them most of them have really have gone out on time and you haven't really can't you canceled some like you said Poland but um most of the stuff has really been on time and on on schedule yeah, I mean, look, throughout all of this, there's been um, little blips, if you will, you know, right around um, November, December, when Omicron was coming, some, some of the Christmas markets were canceled temporarily, um, so that impacted us. Morocco closed down probably for about a six-week span, somewhere in the, around the December timeframe, but for the most part, operations have been, once they started, really were not impacted, so it's been great. We've had over 1,100 departures um, go out. We've been operating for over 12 months, um, you know, in, in full operation. So it's it's been great. No, that's fantastic. It's great news for the industry and for your company, obviously. Now, um, let's let's talk a little bit about, we talked a little bit about some of your popular destinations, but what, what has been the most popular domestic tour and, and also the most popular international tour? Oh, and the most popular domestic tour, even pre-COVID times, and it has not changed, is the national parks. Right. Um, it just, it does well. And people want to see, it's it's sort of the the domestic check, you know, bucket list, got to check it off. You, you know, you're going to see five or more of the national parks. And it's a great, you know, you're outside, you're, you're being able to experience nature in a different way. Um, but national parks, hands down, is... Um, the number one, and then some of the other tours um, that feature national parks are, are doing really well. Um, internationally, Ireland is, is, remains to be number one, but it's really, you got the three eyes that continue to always be in the top, um, in the top, which is your Italy, it's your Ireland, and it's Iceland. Iceland's come back in a big way, and it was one of the first destinations to open up and, and allow travelers in, so um, we're continuing to see that just as we did pre-COVID, so I, I will say we haven't seen a massive shift uh, mm -hmm. where people want to travel pre-COVID to actually traveling now. No, it is it is great. I know you talk, you talk about the three eyes. I know I, I, I got to believe Italy remains always popular and Ireland is is really booming. I'm actually supposed to go to an Irish tourism event uh, uh, later this week or something. So they are very happy down there. And, and we did some work with Italy and they they are booming as well. I have to get back there myself. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the new tours you introduced uh, for 22 and also stuff for 23. 
Yeah, so we're in the process of designing and developing a lot of, uh, you know, the 2023 product and we're getting ready to actually talk about 2024. That's how far out we we actually work. But, you know, throughout the pandemic, so one of the one of the things that we had as an initiative was to continue to expand on our explorations product line. Um, so there's a, been a lot of development and we continued, thankfully, through COVID to continue to develop and design tour products and programs for the exploration small group line. So we've expanded tremendously um, throughout all throughout Europe, as well as, you know, Thailand and some of those great destinations. But it, it you know, through that slower period, it allowed us to really double down in some of the product offerings that that we could offer as we came out of COVID and definitely in the exploration small group line is where you're going to see some of that. Actually, let's, let's let's stick with that topic because I talk about the different tour lines you do have. You have your explorations. What are some of the other uh, uh, areas? Obviously, you have, you know, sort of more traditional motor coach uh, tours uh, for groups, but then, as you said, smaller groups. So what else do you offer? Yeah, so there's the classic style, of course, which we're talking about. There's the explorations, which is small groups. So it's going to range anywhere. It's a max of 24 passengers or guests you know, in destination and that's in your Europe. Sometimes the max might only be 19 in some, in certain destinations as well. Um, we have some river cruise product that we have out there. We have our spotlight tour offerings, which is one hotel hub and spoke, um, not having that, um, that sense of having to pack and unpack and, and moving multiple times throughout a destination. So, you know, you have our spotlight on London, you have our spotlight on New York. So it's it's great destinations to, to kind of go to, park yourself and really dive deep into a city um, or an area. So, you know, that's that's really, those are the, the main tour offerings that we have. No, that's great. Now, now we talked about this a little earlier, but pretty much by the end of this year, do you expect to be completely up and running, barring any unforeseen, issues with you know additional COVID issues or obviously other world events yeah I mean look we're obviously we've learned a lot through COVID so we we're we have multiple scenarios should x happen we can do y so you know you kind of learned that through COVID but yes I mean we are in we're just watching each day each week um people are still they're get they're amped up to travel people are booking and it's definitely um, much different than, than obviously what we experienced in 2020. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're 95% operational right now with all tour destinations, a few to still open, but, um, you know, we're, we're operating and we're, we're ready to go. I mean, our summer months alone are actually bigger in passengers and revenue than they were in 2000 and what they were to be in, uh, what they were, sorry, in 2019. Right. Um, when we did fully operate. So, I mean, the demand is there. I mean, we're seeing it. Um, we're definitely seeing it. No, that's great news. And I know I'm, I'm hearing that from a lot of people despite Omicron. And we're hoping, um, I think later this month, even that they're finally going to lift this um, testing requirement on return to US, which is uh, everybody's hoping that's going to happen because that's been the rub is that, you know, if you, you end up testing positive for, for, uh, you know, COVID and usually it's the Omicron variant, um, you have to quarantine. Yes. And I, but I was just with several people and who had it and I'm like, Oh my God, am I going to get it? I didn't. Uh, but they had to stay in place in Lisbon. Yeah. I'm not, 
they're in a five-star hotel in Lisbon. I mean, I'm not going to cry for them, but it's like, you know, uh, they, they, it did disrupt their other plans. And I had other travel plans as too, but luckily I got through, but that's been the rub right now is I don't think people are as concerned, uh, especially if you've been vaccinated and, and have done all the, the things you need to do uh, with COVID as the fact that you do get quarantined for it. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. We're, we're hoping to see that lift. I think that will, um, look, there's people, many, lots of people that are traveling right now. That definitely looms over their head, their entire, their entire tour that they have to test at the end to be able to get back in. I think once that lifts, I think you'll see a lot more travelers come into the market as well, which will be great. Um, you know, because they just, it is daunting to think to your point, you know, you have friends that had that happen and, you know, it is a fear and something that people really question what, what would happen. Thankfully though, the quarantines aren't as strict as they were even a year ago. They, you know, everything's loosened up slightly, but even the fact that you have to adjust your travel, get home a couple of days later until you can test negative, people don't want to have to, to deal with that. So yeah, we're hoping, you know, fingers crossed that, 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 yeah, I, I hear a rumor it's April 18th. I, I'm probably totally wrong, but I, no, 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 you're right on that. You're right. We're with you. <laughs> uh, that's that's when the airlines have sort of said we'd like to get rid of this because it really is their responsible checking all this stuff. And I think they're yeah. kind of tired of that. Um, for, as for me, I'm just tired of filling out those horrible uh, health certification <laughs> forms in all the different countries, which I don't know. I guess I'm just totally electronically challenged because I can't seem to do them online. Uh, I do it. But uh, the other day I was coming back and uh, through Spain and I had to do the Spain Spanish one. And oh, my God, it just didn't work. And finally, you know what? They do have a paper one. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, great. OK, I'll take that and I'll just do it. And then you know what? I did it. I filled it out and nobody checked it. But that's another story um, <laughs> as, as we as the, the craziness of, of COVID in uh, 2022. Now, let, let's talk about something that's pretty crucial to our, our audience. Uh, uh, we, we go out to 100,000 uh, travel advisors and we're back up above 100,000 again as people re-engage. Uh, we were down as low as 75 as sort of people hibernated and now we're back up there. They're all verified. Uh, how have you helped travel advisors get through this pandemic effort? Uh, what policies have you implemented to help them? I know there are some really innovative things you've done uh, that I know a lot of travel advisors appreciate. Yeah, I mean, look, as as difficult as a time as this was, there were policies we actually didn't have to change that they just already existed for Colette. Um, that's, that's our refund policy. So we refunded over $170 million, um, you know, during the pandemic, it's hard to say it's hard to, you know, but that was the right thing to do. And it, for us, it was, we didn't want the agent to be stuck between a tour company to be stuck between Colette and their customer. Right. Um, and it was really important to us. And we didn't just do the, the refund for the land package. We refunded the air. We also refunded the, the waiver that they had purchased. Um, you know, and it, it it's, it's just part of our DNA to be quite honest right, with right. you. Um, and that was nothing that had changed. Um, you know, it was just what we had already had always done. It just, was obviously a much, a much um, accelerated, if you will, or a lot more than would typically happen. Um, and people did also move, but um, you know. And then I think with COVID, it what happened was it went longer. Like I said earlier, went longer than we all anticipated, right? Right. And that was impacted and felt by all, you know, as us at Colette. 
Um, but then that continuation um, really had us thinking about, okay, this is really impacting the, the agents and, and their wallets, right? And that, so what, it, what we ended up doing is we came out in the fall of 2020 with an advanced commission program. And Which is something that a lot of travel advisors had been asking for, um, you know, exactly. and they hadn't been getting from cruise lines and tour operators and you guys, you know, you guys answered the call. Yeah, I mean, we had to because it just it there's so much work that we recognize that agents do before a before their guest travels right and they don't typically get paid as you know until after the travel happens well when things are pretty much in lockdown and things are still a bit uncertain you knew it was going to open up again and people were booking travel but it was still sort of in that in that gray area. It was really important for us to be able to um, offer agents commission upon booking and putting a deposit down, um, so they can get up to two hundred dollars when they book that you know those travelers um, as an advanced commission, and then the rest would be paid once they once the the guests actually travel. Um, so it was a way for us to sort of get ahead of it and be able to partner with the agent community to say, you know, we've got your back and we we support you um, and, and those that travel. And the thing is, is if those customers cancel, we don't ask for that commission back. So I think that's also really important. There's a trust that goes along with the partnership that we have with the agent community. Um, and it's, you know, we're in this together to bring right. this travel industry back and we've got to partner together. Um, and it was just the right thing to do. Now that you, you implemented this policy during COVID, will this remain your policy going forward? Yes. Oh yeah. We're, there's no discussions of, of taking this away or removing it in any way, shape or form. No, this is, this is the right thing to do. This is, you know, there's so, like I said, there's so much that the agents do um, to, to, to sit and make sure that they choose the right tour product for, for the traveler. Right. And when they, when they choose Colette and they're putting their, and they're putting their trust in, in our tour product, we put our trust in that agent and we want to thank them for, for that partnership. And so, yeah, there's no, there's no talk of this going away at all. That's great. Well, you did all the right things with the refund policy, with the early commission payments, with flexible bookings. Uh, it sounded like you did everything, hit all the notes there to, make it a lot easier for uh, travel advisors to book their clients and also get a little money as, as we try to get through that. And, you know, we all say, you know, we're all waiting for this, this season and 23, you know, everybody's hoping to be gangbusters. So we'll see what happens, but uh, it yeah. sounds like you position yourself well with your travel advisors, the ones that book you a lot. Yeah. I mean, that that's, we're, we're excited. Travel's coming back. It's, it's definitely, um, we're sitting in a much different place than we were two years ago, and we're sitting in a much different place than we were even 12 months ago. So it's really great to see see travelers getting back out there, to hear the quotes that come through on the surveys and hearing, talking to our tour managers. People are excited, and I'm just I'm just happy that we're, we're able to share the world with them. Now, is there anything else you want to tell our uh, viewers, our travel advisors about Colette, about your destinations, your new destinations, obviously about your travel advisor programs and policies? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when you book Colette, I, there's a level of confidence and a level of trust. Um, and we come from integrity always. Um, and I would just say, if you haven't ever, you know, chosen Colette, I would say, give us that chance because we're definitely going to put our partnership with you first. And that peace of mind with our, with our cancellation policy, as well as the advanced commission. And, the, you know, we design incredible tour products. Um, we are leaders in, in land 
travel. So in guide in the guided travel space, um, we're leaders, we're innovators, um, and you know it's not the the typical you know guided travel experience that you would think of. We've really disrupted that over over the years, and there's a lot of flexibility built in, um, and our pacing is bar none to any any out there in the industry. And um, yeah, I would just say, you know, as we come out of this together, let's partner stronger together and and bring travel back. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Uh, where can travel advisors go to get more information about Colette? Yeah, so they can go to gocolette.com um, and they can just talk their, their BDMs as well um, and also just calling right into the customer care center and they're happy to help in any way. Our call volume, I will say this too, our call volume is high, but our wait times, I know this is a struggle out there with the agent community. So an important thing to know, our wait time is anywhere from 30 seconds to no more than two minutes. That's um, amazing. So we've, we've invested in our customer care center. That doesn't mean we have low call volume. We have high call volume. We've invested in hiring and training um, for customer care so that agents uh, do not have to wait for long hold times because that's not, that's not helping them in any way, shape, or form. Well, Jacqueline, I want to thank you for spending a little time with us this, uh, today. Uh, it's great to hear all this good news about Colette and all the things that you've done for travel advisors as well as all your new destinations. And, and as I think you're right, as we emerge from this, this is gonna be a, a, a decent year and then hopefully next year it'll be even better. Um, and uh, we're looking for more and more stuff from, you know, you're only over a hundred years old. I mean, you, you should be able to do this by now, right? I think so, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, great to see you and thanks again for spending some time with us. Thanks so much. I'm James Schillinglaw and this is Insider Travel Report.